You're listening to St. Pius 10th Catholic Church in Lafayette, Louisiana. Thank you for joining us. This weekend, we have our annual uh, State of the Parish Address. Uh, I say that affectionately and, and half tongue in cheek, uh, but it's our time as a family to uh, sit down, to talk about uh, where our parish is, where we wanna go. Uh, and it's also, as uh, your pastor, it's my duty uh, to provide to you a report to be transparent about what we are doing and also to be accountable to you for the resources that are entrusted to my care. Uh, and in that regard, it's all time and it is talent and it is treasure. And so I love the image of our gospel reading today in our first reading about the vineyard about the vineyard of, of Christ and that we remember that we are workers in the vineyard. Their responsorial psalm tells us the house of Israel is the vineyard of the Lord, meaning this chosen people and we are them. Uh, and then there are lessons from our gospel that we've talked about at many other times, but really we don't really necessarily think of the macro uh, that, that we are in God's vineyard. We are laborers there and the vineyard is taken care of and set up by God in our first reading with great care. And then we are the ones who are to work in it, work in it in the sense of our journey of discipleship. And so when we think of our parish, I, I think of it as, as a vineyard. And the vineyard is something to be taken care of. The vineyard is something to be um, developed. The vineyard is something to produce fruit, most importantly most importantly, to produce good fruit. And so I would say, if you're gonna describe how our parish is at the moment, it's good. It's very, very good. Uh, we really have come a long way in so many ways and we are doing just fine. You know, the growth of the parish continues. Uh, our surrounding demographic grows too, so it should. Sign a lot of letters of welcome uh, to our community uh, when people register. Uh, and we've grown to the point actually where um, I can't handle it all, uh, that I can't do it all. And so a uh, little humility on Father Brady's part, I guess, you know, just realizing that uh, there's a lot of work to be done in the vineyard and he needs help. And so uh, I guess one of the things over the past years, we set in place a new administrative structure for our parish uh, so that I could delegate certain day-to-day -day duties for, um, to certain people, our leaders, our leadership team, as we call it, uh, and uh, two of our deacons. Uh, who really effectively are full-time, Deacon Sammy and Deacon Phil, uh, has stepped up and taken over uh, certain areas, Deacon Sammy in formation, uh, Deacon Phil in liturgy. And then uh, we have uh, been able to uh, hire uh, Mr. Eric Gidry, as you know, we announced that before, uh, who is our director of administration. He handles personnel matters and some of the administrative things uh, that happen. Uh, I'm still... I'm still the pastor though, I still, I still work every day. Um, and then uh, we have also our principal, uh, Mrs. Kelly DeSormo, uh, who is, uh, I guess I can kind of stop saying she's new because this is her second year, uh, but still doing the transition. You know, when you have a longtime principal like Mrs. LaMare, who did such a wonderful job for us from the beginning of our school, uh, that sometimes the transition can be difficult and it can be hard on the pastor and as well trying to help iron out the change because everybody's different. And I have to say to uh, both Mrs. LaMare and Mrs. DeSormo, thank you very much. The two of them have had just a fabulous transition and, and our school moves forward uh, in so many wonderful things. And, 
And uh, some things that were planned before Mrs. DeSormo took over, some things that have come after. Uh, for you parents out there who are looking uh, for a place to educate your child, I can think of a no better place than Spez. Uh, it, uh, take a tour, uh, go in and see and check it out. I'm a big believer that uh, the children are entrusted their parents and you need to make the decision about how your child is educated. Uh, but our job as a community is we provide this, we provide this beautiful tool uh, for you to use in today's world where there's so much craziness, so much a lack of truth, so many things that can really truly harm our children uh, and, and, and the dangers that they present. Um, I think, think the school has found a wonderful balance in letting our children grow and be happy and mature at age appropriate levels and also uh, being able to develop and form them into uh, our future Christians, our future disciples, uh, those who are gonna take care of me in my old age, so to speak. And, and so I'm very pleased with that and we're doing well. We've seen the, the backyard needed some work and they did some work and uh, it's, it's looking great and a few other things there. But when we look at our parish, I think there are three areas uh, that I would like to just briefly mention and touch on. Um, but everything is in the annual report uh, that we've sent out to uh, many of you who are on the mailing list, but also uh, there at each of the doors and, um, and the transept doors as well. Uh, please pick one up and take it home because it'll explain a lot of things uh, about our parish, what we're doing, how we use the resources you entrust to us. As I said, whether it be time or talent or treasure. And so as I mentioned, we have a lot of growth. We've done a lot of things. And, you know, over the last five and a half years uh, since I've been here, one of the things that we've done as a community uh, is really kind of become user friendly and focus on the sacraments, making sure that we have that right. And, and when I say have it right, be able to serve you in what you need. And my gosh, the response has been wonderful. We added uh, a daily mass and a Saturday morning mass. Uh, we've settled into a good mass schedule, largely due to the pandemic adjustments. We got to see uh, by your feet where you, what times you want mass. And, um, and we've also expanded confession times and revamped all of our sacramental programs. And it seems to be working quite well. Uh, it's amazing uh, how many people come to mass uh, on a daily basis, so around 350 people, which is larger than many, larger than many uh, parishes have on Sundays. And so it's amazing the response. There was a couple of masses during Lent last year. It was like 800 people. I mean, that's nuts. That's more than some parishes not only have a Sunday mass, but for a, for a whole a weekend, you know? And, uh, and it's wonderful. Confessions were still very high level, somewhere a little south of 10,000 a year. I mean, add up the numbers. I get to spend a lot of time in the confessional, uh, which is another reason why we're delegating more. And so we've come to the heart of grace that Christ has given to us. And now we think, okay, what do we do? And I know the question that everybody wants to know on those three areas, we're going to talk about facilities, finances, and where we're going. Facilities, finances, where we're going. Yes, we will eventually, in the next month or two, finish uh, the old church. Yeah, our new ministry building and, uh, and the rectory, which is located just on the other side of the fence uh, on Lippe. Uh, I know it's been a long time. I know it's been a delay in, in many ways, uh, some pandemic related, some uh, in, uh, uh, in just trying to, to logistically do what we need to do. 
Uh, but they are both scheduled to be completed before the end of the year and up and running uh, in January. I know I've said this once or twice before, so I can see some eyebrows going up. And, uh, uh, but we really are coming to the end in the sense of all of the impediments that we had have been removed and there's no reason why we can't move forward uh, with those. And so we'll have our vineyard, so to speak, kind of completed uh, with all the things it needs to serve all of the wonderful uh, areas of growth that we've had, whether it be prayer groups, Bible studies, acts retreats. You, you go down the list, I, our service groups, the Knights of Columbus, the Women's Guild, the Mother's Ministry, which does pretty much all of that. Uh, all of those things are, are, are taking off and having wonderful participation. And we get to see people take the Eucharist, so to speak, and, and receive it and then go and learn more about Christ by the gift of his grace and eventually take that out into the world. And so our facilities uh, will be done. And I think it's good to note, and there's uh, in my letter in the annual report, a little more extensive um, explanation. Uh, but we've been able to, to do all this work over the last five and a half years, the parking lot, renovating the old church, the rectory, uh, a few other things uh, that we've done without adding any additional debt like zero. We thought we were going to need to do it. And my philosophy at the beginning was we have to get everything right here in order for us to really thrive. And so we embarked upon these things and took some risks. And I mentioned that in a couple of other state of the hom state of the parish homilies. And, and you guys responded. Uh, the reason why we're able to do that was because of your generosity, because of your willingness to buy in, because of your willingness to, to give and particularly in the regular offertory, we have outstanding participation from a numbers point of view of people who give every week, which is what I asked a couple years ago. Everybody take a hold of the rope. It can be a little in the world's eyes or a lot in the world's eyes. But if we all take a hold of the rope and give what we can, we will be just fine. And with the sacramental graces that flow through our community, that gift of God, I know that we'll be just, just fine. And we are. And so all, anybody who may be anxious about uh, the, uh, the debt, I still get the question, you know, Father, you, you know we have debt, huh? Like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm very much aware of it. I, I sign the check for the, uh, for the note every month. However, the fact is I do sign the check for the note every month and not only for the note, but more. And in that way, we've been able to, to try to get ahead of it and pay for the, the construction that we've done. And that's all because of you, like I said, all because of you. So keep up the good work. Keep up the good work. And let's hope if you can increase, that'd be great. Uh, if you can't, we understand. Everybody does what they can and we don't need to worry about what we can't. And then we have donations of time and talent, and so much of that has helped so much, both financially and in the formation, the formation of, of, uh, of our parish. Uh, people who come and maybe they volunteer as a receptionist, uh, that certainly helps. We don't have to have a full-time receptionist. Or people who volunteer to come and help at the various service groups, the Knights of Columbus and the Women's Guild and all the other groups. It's wonderful. Those groups we've seen a rejuvenation. Uh, not only in age, but in numbers, and they're doing so, so much. And so the state of our parish is, is, is very good, and I think we just need to continue on the track that we've set forth. Uh, we do have a long-term plan for reduction of, of the debt, basically based on the regular offertory and being able to, to bring it down in a little more aggressive way. Uh, but for now, we've, 
manage to get the vineyard where it needs to be so that we can grow, so we can produce good fruit. And that's our goal over the next couple of years. That's our goal. It's always our goal to grow closer to Christ and to follow him and to love him more deeply. And in the end, by the way, I know that we have been very blessed as a parish with your generosity and time and talent. But in the end, if we don't have a vineyard that produces good fruit, we can have pretty buildings, we can have functional buildings. We fail, we fail. And I've been to parishes that don't have maybe the resources or the number of people, and they're working through uh, difficulties and they really just don't have a place to meet and they figure things out and they try to do it and they grow closer to Christ and they succeed. Ultimately, our success or failure has nothing to do with how we look, but how we follow, how we follow Christ's commands and how we grow in his love as a community in faith and in hope and in charity. But to do that, we have to know about those things and that's the hope for the new ministry building. And so one of the things I'd always hoped to do as a community was to figure out a way for maintenance, maintenance of our spiritual lives. You know, our acts retreats have says, had such a fabulous impact on our community. And so many people, as I look out and I see so many faces that I've seen on those retreats, you know, who have had a renewed and rejuvenated faith, but it is one retreat and, and maybe you team some, but it does come to an end and then we have to move into a life in Christ in our families as God has placed us. And so I always wanted to have a maintenance retreat for our parish, for men and for women and for couples and to have that continued strengthening of the retreat experience after Acts. And so I'm trying to think about how to do it. And by the way, it's easier said than done. Location, how we do it, where. And so within the last couple of months, uh, the Jesuits in Grangato indicated, hey, you know, you can, you can rent out our place now. They didn't allow that before. So now we have a facility that we can use that removes all of the impediments that we had. Uh, a lot of those impediments were carried out by team members for Axe Retreat, but I wanted everybody to be able to go and to be able to go and actually just make a retreat. And so we are going to hopefully, and the plan is to begin men's retreat, women's retreat, do it on an annual basis. We can pick the topic that's appropriate to our community and to our families and be able to have that experience if you so choose to participate. And it's gonna be so easy, that's, that was the beauty of the Jesuits saying we could because there's already a set up facility there with everything that we need. And so we're gonna be doing that hopefully the, the three times a year. We already have a couples retreat scheduled for next Lent. And uh, it was planned to be here uh, on campus. We've done that before and it was very successful. Uh, but we're gonna look at that and, and see how we can do that where we, maybe we can truly you know, like get away and hear God and let him speak to us so then we can know how to follow him in faith and in hope and in charity. We wanna to continue to develop our, our youth formation programs. Uh, they're off and running. We're fully staffed now uh, for the first time since the pandemic and things are going great. Uh, we wanna make sure that we continue a spirit of, of generosity and commitment to the community. Uh, you know, I think of certain things that, that are done that I take for granted as a pastor, but I think should be noted to you, uh, our mission club, you know, our mission club helps those who are in need, those who are poor in our community. And, and there's always enough there to do what's needed. You know, not everybody fits into a program, even programs for the poor, 
You know, they check IDs, they do this. Someone comes to our campus and they're hungry. We just get them food. <laughs> you know, someone needs a hotel room, truly out of place, just needs a shower and needs to clean up and just having a hard time without a home. We just get them a room. You let us do that and our mission club does so much. They're gonna actually have a room in the new building for a food pantry uh, so that we can give back a little bit of the goodness that God has given to us. Uh, but we're growing in these areas that are so important uh, to, our, um, to our growth, to our growth in faith and hope and charity. Uh, you know, the, uh, the BSA, uh, we didn't do as well as we are now a couple of years ago. Uh, and you know, our bishop is such a great guy and I, I know a lot of it's him. Uh, by the way, he'll be covering in a couple of weeks here. He's just that kind of guy. Ask him, hey, can you give us some help? And he's gonna come do some masses here. Um, and also um, confessions, you know, our penance service at Advent and Lent have become such big events. Uh, I asked him if he could help out there uh, for an hour or two and, and he took all three uh, plus. So he'll, he'll be in the confessional and I promise you, um, you know, sitting in the confessional for three and a half hours, four hours without a break is, is pretty, pretty taxing. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's what I do. Um, but I'm not his age. He's a good bit older. And I'm just thinking, man, that's a guy who's willing to work and serve and love. And so uh, he'll be here for that. But thank you for your uh, generosity to the BSA. We're ahead of last year when we did a great job. And it's so uh, much appreciated. Uh, like I said, I know a lot of it's about him. Uh, because he is such a good guy, but also uh, it's about remembering what the diocese does for us. Uh, there are a lot of things that they do besides his help uh, with the folks there at the chancery. And so as we move forward, I really would want to, uh, to encourage you to take the annual report, take a look uh, and see what's going on. Uh, we put in the bulletin last weekend uh, elements, the eight elements of, of what we should look at as we uh, decide what our gift is to the church. Uh, to make it regular and disciplined. Uh, and you know, that's one thing about our faith is, is the steadiness of our growth, to make sure that we're always moving forward, trying to never step backwards. And so if you can, increase your gift. Uh, if you're not able, like I said, give what you can and we won't worry about what we can't because we can't. And so there's no reason to have any anxiety over it. And thanks again for your generosity. Uh, you've made my life as a pastor so much easier um, I know that's not your job, uh, but as I'd like to tell you, I very much appreciate that. And as we move forward, let's pray uh, that our generosity continues. I so want that we are able to grow first in our knowledge and love of Christ, grow in our faith and in our hope and in our charity. Let's make sure that we have our families safe and secure in the truth and know both about marriage and about the family and the human person, which is particularly under attack right now. And let's just make sure we keep moving forward and allowing God to lead and guide us to the good that only he can lead us to, uh, the gift of our peace and, and the gift of our salvation ultimately. Uh, and if we do that once again uh, this year, then we are a success. And we, no matter what happens in the world, we might even enjoy our sound system for a year as opposed to having all of the other problems that are, we dealt with and hopefully that'll be fixed soon. But we see the progress that we made. We keep our heads down, we keep going forward and we keep thanking God for the gifts that he's given to us, especially our salvation. Uh, speaking of retreats, by the way, I will be out uh, the next week on retreat. 
Uh, I've got to do the same thing as everybody else. I've got a spiritual life to take care of. And the following weekend, I'll be at an out-of-town wedding. I don't do that very often, uh, but I will be out of town that weekend. So like I said, the bishop will be here for a couple of the evening masses and some other priests. But know of my great gratitude. I will be thanking God uh, during my retreat uh, for the blessing it is to be the pastor at St. Pius. Uh, and know of my prayer, asking him uh, to uh, give me what I need to be an effective pastor in serving you. And hopefully us all working together will bring us to that ultimate salvation that Christ offers.